This is Bookshelf Banter, where you'll get to meet new indie authors. Be sure to check them out. You just may discover your new favorite author. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Bookshelf Banter. This week, I have Shantae, who is also known as Enrich Mom on the podcast. Um, She writes easily digestible life hack books that you can read in about 15-20 minutes, and it was a pleasure talking to her, so I hope you um, take something away from this and uh, check out some of her books. Uh, Shantae, welcome to the Bookshelf Banter. Shantae also goes at they're welcome. Thank Did you. Thank you for oh. having me. <laughs> I've, been, um, I've been looking at some of your your books online. It looks like you have a lot of different kinds of a lot of different kinds <laughs> of uh, books. Where where did this idea you know come from to write your Enrich Mom series? Um, just from being a mom, a single mom, you know. There's a lot of ups and downs and struggles, and it's kind of hard to ask people for help sometimes. Mm. It's not always receiving. So it's like all these years, even still now, you know, it's like asking for help is like sometimes pulling teeth. So it's, I'm sure there's other mothers that feel the same way. And there's times where... You know, you don't have that choice to be like, well, I'm not going to work today because my baby's sick. So I just made, you know, some little parent hacks that could be easily digestible. You don't have to read it for six months. You can read it in 10, 15 minutes, get the solution you need, and keep being the best parent you can be. You've had a lot of experience. How old are your kids? 10 and 15. I'm still in the process. Now I'm in the teenager books. (laughs) Oh, well, let me tell you about the teenager (laughs) books. We just, uh, we just came back from, uh, from getting a prom dress altered and I want to just like gouge my eyes out. (laughs) The, the, uh, the the alterations cost more than the dress and I'm not even joking. (laughs) I was like, this is insane. (laughs) Yeah. Nobody, uh, you, you both, you have two girls, right? Yes. So, uh, you know, this is, this is my second, but she, she, um, I had a boy first. So this is a whole new world. And I'm like, you're absolutely right. Somebody needed to write a handbook (laughs) about this. Because even, even being a teenage girl, I had no idea some of these things that are going, I'm like, what is happening? Why, why are we spending so much money on everything? Sweet 16 parties and dresses and nails and hair and like, dance classes uh. and I'm like oh my god <laughs> you know my my son was like I'll, I'll wear my underwear to falls apart <laughs> with this one like, oh my are you sure <laughs> I mean I think he still has shirts that he had when he was in middle school and he's 20 <laughs> it's a totally different ball game and I definitely definitely wish there was a book are you writing that that book soon or on teenagehood <laughs> because I'll, I'll yeah, definitely pick that up little by little I'm starting from the beginning and just you know filling it in as I go so right now yeah. I'm still in the toddler age so I might be done by the time your child by the time these girls are like 18 because I'm like whoo 
where where do I sign? Where do I, I don't remember signing up for this? Oh gosh, yeah. I mean, I really feel honestly, to be honest with you, I think the toddler age was easier than yes. teenage age. I mean, and 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 my kids were neither of them were very like troublesome, but it's a lot to anticipate when you you know when you sign up for for parenthood you you know, know. You're gonna, you know when you sign up for it you know there's gonna be a lot of these things the kid's gonna get sick toothaches you know that that teeth coming in that that sort of thing they're gonna learn to walk you know but um a lot of the stuff it's like holy moses i had no idea this was gonna drain every ounce of my energy and uh you know pennies from my bank yeah. account as well Yes, girls are definitely a different type of handful. And it's not even so much that they're bad. It's just, no. I mean, you know, it's just like hormones and peer pressure. And it's like, yeah. it's, we're living in such a different world that it's like, you see so many parents just conforming to what everybody else is doing. And it's hard to explain to your child, like, that's their house. That's not this house, you know, like, without it being like, you know, because at the same time as a teenager, like, I didn't get that respect of my opinion from my mom. So mm. I tried to give her that lead way as well. Like, give me your input, how you feel. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not only the rules are the rules. Because, again, times are changing. So things are a little different. But it's also, you know, you allow your kids to have boundaries. But you also have to have, set those boundaries as a parent that no matter who is influencing them, that those kids know whether they're home in another state with their cousins, like they know to respect their parents' boundaries wherever they go. So it is tough. It's not easy, but it's the, like anything else, just being consistent, you know, because it's like the moment you let up, like it's okay. And it's like, I just wasted 10 years of all this work in two days. You ruined it. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. And, and I think too, I think a big part of it, and it's not necessarily like being friends with them, but being open enough with them that they can come to you and you can trust them to tell you what's going on in their life. I think that's really, really important. And I don't, and I agree. I don't think that was how it was when I was younger. Um, you know, I didn't feel like I could go to my parents and tell them, you know, and everything that was going on in my life. So I think, I think that's been very important for me yes. when they've been growing up. I just, I want them, you know, things happen. I understand you're, you're a teenager. You're going to drink, you're going to do this. You're going to, yeah. you know, cut school, what, whatever it is that you're going to do. But I, I kind of want to be on the inside of it rather than finding out about it 10 years later, you know, or right. when the cops are knocking on my door or something <laughs> like that, because, yeah and 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 I actually my my kids they, they can't lie to me they're really bad at lying to me my my son once he was like 14 or 15 they they him and his friends slept over my house and they snuck out and they were climbing the top of the Dunkin Donuts and you know they were <laughs> just wandering around the neighborhood at three in the morning and uh he he told on himself so he couldn't even you know do right. that do that right but it's also important too to know your children because it's like that's a lost art too just spending time with your children like it's okay to just hang out together like that's not you know I mean at first my daughter's like ill like why are we spending time together but now it's kind of like she almost looks forward to it so 
for me, it's like a study. Like, yeah, I'm hanging out with you because I love you, but I'm also hanging out with you to because people change. You know what I'm saying? They're growing, they're changing. So I need to be aware of those little changes so that if something isn't right, I could more or less, I'm not going to say I could pinpoint every single time, but for the most part, like I could feel or know when something's going on. And sometimes she'll be like, oh, no. But then a little bit later, she'll be like, you know, earlier when I said no, well, something really is. So it's like, you know, it's better to be on the inside, even if they need that little bit of grace period. Like, I don't try to force it. Like, tell me right now what's wrong. I know something's wrong. Like, I don't press the issue because I feel like with the teenagers, the more you press the issue, the less response you get. Yeah. And the more more walls they put up when you're like, yes. well, I know there's something wrong. And they're like, no, you're wrong. Because, you know, even <laughs> even the good kids, even the kids that you have an open relationship with, um, you know, and you talk to, I think even they get like, oh, like, you know, with the eye roll and, and all that. I, I just think it's just part of their, their natural uh, habitat or whatever. <laughs> and, um, Oh, but so, on, so, yeah, but, no, no, go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say, but on the flip side, as soon as they need you, they're like, call my mom. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, you know, I, I need you to take me here, there, and the other place. You know, mm-hmm. that's crazy so much. <laughs> How have they been an inspiration to you besides writing this, the, the uh, In Rich Mom series? Um, well, they're great because my youngest daughter, she's like, you know, she's writing too. They're doing the PSSAs at school. So she's, I'm in Pennsylvania. So that's like the state mm-hmm. test or whatever. Oh, okay. And yeah. um, she just is like, you know, mom, I have to do rough copy. So, you know, she'll type it out and read it to me. And also she's helps me with the reading because I feel like I want my books to be simplified. So if my fourth grader could read it, then, you know, mom should be able to absorb the information as well, you know? So that's my thing. Like, they really help, like, push me to do more because it's like, somebody needs this, you know? Like, I know I can't be the only parent feeling like this. (laughs) No, absolutely not. Well, I mean, like I said, they don't come with a handbook. And that's, like, the first thing you you realize. You're like, "This this is, you can read as many, you know, child rearing books by Dr. Spock or Dr. Whoever. And it's still... You know, a lot of the advice, it, it doesn't translate into everyday life, you know, just like, just like when you go through uh, childbirth classes, you know, oh, sure, it sounds great to sit there and breathe and do all that <laughs> stuff. But when push comes to shove, it, it's, it's not the same thing, you know, you need somebody that's been in the trenches to tell you how not to punch somebody in the face when, yeah. you know, <laughs> Because like you're oh. screaming, they're like, breathe. I am <laughs> I am breathing. <laughs> I remember when I had my son and I was like, listen, I'm just I'm doing this without any medication, but I'm gonna I'm doing it my way. And I wanted my eyes closed. I'm like, shut the hell up. I'm not opening anything <laughs> except there. <laughs> <I know. laughs> It's definitely a process, but it's definitely worth it at the same time, you know, like all that. And then it's like, wow, I really had a little human. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, then they get older and you're like, oh my gosh, they're, they're, you know, they're amazing then. You're like, wow. They actually turned out 
turned out okay. I didn't screw up as much as I thought I right. was screwing up. Because the whole time, you're, you think you're screwing up. Exactly. You know, That's from... one of my big things. Like, as a parent, you feel like you're failing as a parent. And then it's like, it's because, like, you're just in the moment right there. You're like, oh, I'm doing everything wrong. But then as they grow, and it's just like, you see people compliment your children on their little stuff, like manners and and it's just like, wow, I think I am doing a pretty good job here. <laughs> exactly. Um, how, so how long do these books take to write when you usually do them? Um, a lot of the books are already written because I'm just like a writer. I just love to write stuff down. So I've been writing these books for a while. I mean, I haven't been writing. I've been journaling for a while. Mm-hmm. So when the pandemic happened, it was like, so much information I felt like a vault opened and just so much extra information was available maybe because everybody was in the house and you couldn't Mm. do nothing but see new information so I started looking into I grabbed a couple ebooks and I was just like um this one guy he was just talking about stuff and I was like this looks like it's homemade so I went on his page and he was like basically talking about like how he created his ebooks and he was basically doing a tutorial on how he created his ebook. So I was like, well, it won't hurt to try. Like, because it was like, uh, it was like a connection where I'm like, how can I make this information available to all moms? Like these books are great. Like, I mean, of course you feel about that, about your own work, but I'm just like, this is something that I feel like people could really use. And then it was like, when I connected with him and I seen what he was doing, I'm like, well, let me try it for myself. And it's only been a few months, but I can honestly say, like, uh, and uh, my platform allows me to distribute it in other countries as well. So it's oh, like, okay. even good. in other countries, my book is being picked up. And it's like, it makes me feel good because it's like, I knew that I wasn't the only one. <laughs> so Yeah, going through these things. But I'm, I'm looking at them now. The, the panic attack relief, is that more for, like, you, like... Uh, if you're reading it for yourself or is it for for kids like because when... my daughter actually has them so it's more for her but it works for everybody like one of the um the things in there because my daughter was so young when she started having it and she wasn't even like i had anxiety before and i had a couple of panic attacks but when she first had them she wasn't really aware what was going on she just kept running up she's like mom my heart is beating so fast i don't know what to do So I will always just give her a big hug and it would literally like calm her down. So it was like after a while she was having them and I was just giving her these tight hugs. It was like they just like subsided on their own. So I was just like, that's the actual, I guess it releases like the dopamine in your brain or whatever is triggering the panic attack at the time. It was like embracing her with that hug. It was like Mm -hmm. it made it subside right away. And it's like, I know other parents feel this way and their kids can't describe it to them because she was only like five or six at the time. So it's like she couldn't describe it, but I knew the feeling. So it was like, I don't want to take her to the doctor because right away they think it's medication and just put her on medication. So it was like, was that when I figured it out, I was like, oh, that's like a little hurt me because who wants to put their five-year-old on medication because of a panic attack? You know what I'm saying? Because it doesn't have an age, you know, like anxiety and panic attacks. She's still like a little bit anxious. Like what what happens next week? If this happens, like calm down. (laughs) Oh, 
yeah. But you know, the panic attacks are not like you can't put a, you don't, you never know when it's going to happen, you know? So as she's been going through a couple years, like, you know, I just gave her other little ways to cope with it. And it's like, it's really important to have those skills and not be relying on something that she could be relying on for the next 20 or 30 years. Oh, yeah. No, I, I actually, I absolutely agree. My daughter went through that. I, I want to say she maybe started when she was about nine. Um, my my brother-in-law died very suddenly. And right after that happened, she started having panic attacks. And I, I like you, I've, I've been through anxiety. So I knew what she was describing, but she thought she was dying. You know, yes. <laughs> she thought, like, because it started manifesting um, as migraines, as stomach aches. Yes. Not necessarily that whole heart racing stuff. I mean, it has, it, it had progressed to that at, at a point in time. And, and you're absolutely right when you, I don't know if it's the contact or the feeling of safety when you, when you give them a hug like that. Um, yes. It definitely does help calm down kids. I, I wouldn't recommend doing it to strangers on the street having panic attacks because that might actually trigger them <laughs> with your own kids it, it it i i guess it like grounds them i'm not sure exactly what the mechanism is but you're absolutely right that that definitely helps and it and it's hard being a parent and watching your kid go through something that you can't actually get rid of you know right. you can't you know you're gonna have to learn how to cope with this for your life sorry the dog is just she's having a panic <laughs> attack because she there's a, she thinks there's like a mouse in the closet i uh, she's driving me insane uh, but uh so what are you what are you working on now you're working on the toddler years um yeah i'm doing because i also have like a couple of um like trigger warning stories of just some trauma that i've overcome so um, those are, will be my next two. Um, I have one that I already posted called Blameless and Free from Shame. That's mm -hmm. about uh, rape. And the next one I have coming out is about suicide, which is actually about my father. And next month, May is actually Suicide Prevention Month. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. In that one, it's just a story about, you know, the situation. And I also like to offer resources because not everybody, like, going through the trauma not everybody has those resources available and you'll be surprised at the available resources especially since the pandemic that's why I said I felt like a vault was opening like more information was already added to the information that I already had so I figured I'll just compile it into like an ebook type of series because my books are only like 15 to 35 pages they're not long and that's mm -hmm. including like the chapter pages and disclaimers and all that good stuff so they're not real long books it's just straight to the point like no fluff you don't need four pages of explanations just diving right in so those will be my next one and uh, just a couple um credit hacks that I use like some do-it-yourself credit hacks because I mean that seems to be the thing and people's trying to charge you $159.99 a month to fix your credit and it's like this is a year long process like fixing your credit is not one two three so it sounds good $179 a month but when you're paying it for five six seven months and you only get 20 point jump on your credit score it's like you could literally do that yourself so 
And just putting a couple of ways that I pull my credit report for free or for a dollar, because I'm sure they're probably using the same thing. And even if somebody's helping you and you give them your up-to-date credit report, it doesn't have personal information like your social and stuff. So they could actually create the letters the, that you're sending out. And also and put it to let um, use the letters as well in case somebody doesn't want to actually do it themselves. But I actually like give you the templates that I use and um you know the addresses for the for them like pretty much everything to do it yourself. So those will be my next two. And and you're right with you know when the pandemic hit and it's just overwhelming amount of information about things and and people just I guess had the time to to be researching this. Have most of, has most of your research come from just experience or have you had to do extensive research on on the no. topics most of this is like from experience so mm -hmm. uh, everything is um anecdotal i think i'm saying it right like both based off my personal experiences like almost right. all the books are so even even the stock market definitions i showed my husband that he was like oh i need to get that well he loves the stock market he's he's a nut job about the stock market <laughs> i'm like but all i right. feel like it's like some people, you know, because everybody was talking about the stock market when the pandemic first hit, and I feel like people just opened up accounts and bought it. They don't know what nothing means oh, except yeah. for the money. So yeah. it's, that book just breaks down what those terms actually mean because my friend's mom, she did the same thing, and she's like, well, I don't know what this one why means. I'm like, and then when she read the book, she's like, oh, it means one year? Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, goodness. Oh, yeah. Was, she was like, all I see is the money. That's it. She was like, but now I see it going down, so I don't even care about it no more. I'm like, yeah. but honestly, this is the time to really do your research. Like, it's not to give you every, all the information, but it is enough information to open you up to be like, oh, let me do a little bit more digging on this because now that I know what this means, it's not sounding like gibberish when somebody's speaking to me about trying to make it sound good when it's really just the basics. Like, you know how people talk about dividends. It's like, or, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, talk about, oh, REITs. It's like, it's just being a landlord inside the stock market. Like, they make it sound fancy, but <laughs> the real terms are just like, you know, so I just break it down into regular terms so that it's not, like, overwhelming, you know? Yeah, so that everyday people can understand. Yeah, he'll he'll talk to me about stuff and I'm like, I, I don't really care. <laughs> and if I really want to make him like really like excited, I'll be like, I'll say stuff like IPO and he'll be like, Oh, I love you. <laughs> because he's very into it. He uh he has been for many years. Probably like twenty years he's been you know, following stock, buying stock. He does research. He go. He listens to um, like I guess when they're gonna release um, IPOs or whatever, they have like uh, conferences or meetings. Yes. I I don't know what they are. He listens to those. I'm like, oh god, I couldn't care less to be honest with you. It doesn't it doesn't excite me. Right, because it's like your money. I mean, it sounds like it's like, you know, people just throwing their money away, not really listening to stuff like that. Like, it, right. is, it does get a little bit overwhelming, but when you're listening to it, I'm like I said, I'm a note taker. So I'll be listening to them too sometimes. I listen to those public offerings too. And yeah. I'll just be taking a couple notes. And then later on, I might just go Google them and be like, 
oh yeah no i'm not investing in them they're crazy it sounded <laughs> good but <laughs> they made really it not. sound good yeah yeah no he, he does a lot of research and i'm like that's great honey <laughs> you know the other stuff in my life <laughs> so so you've been you've been writing for many years how did you I, did you ever give it up like was there a time period where you weren't writing Yes. When I first, like, when I was younger, I was, like, a super bookworm, and my dad used to always push me, like, you know, reading goes to writing, so if you read, write something out, down about it, so it just became, like, a habit. When I was reading, I would write. So, as I got older, and, um, you know, when I graduated from high school, I went to Penn State, so it was party, party, party mode. I wasn't thinking about <laughs> writing, and then I ended up getting pregnant with my daughter at 21, so, like, around when they got a little older, you know, I just used a journal here and there when I was going through stuff. And then, uh, like, five years ago, I was, like, in a super dark place. I lost a lot. So, for me, it was, like, I kind of turned back to writing, you know? And then mm. it was, like, that helped me overcome and, you know, see that light again. Because when you're in that dark place, like, in that depression, like, and you don't have... Like, and as a single mom, it's like, I can't ask my kids to pull me out this depression. And at the right. same time, it could reflect on them. So I really had to figure things out for myself. And it's, and as you know, I got out. And so I'm trying to put out as much as I can so I can actually start working on my memoir. Oh, okay. So what would you, what's your memoir title going to be? I was yes, happy. I was saying that like when I was writing in those darker times, I feel like that's more or less my memoir because I was like, that's like a story that I want to tell, but I want to wait till I really get to that place where I'm really good, you know, like a success story, like from rags to riches, like mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What what so would you call it? <laughs> I have no idea. No, Rags to Riches would be a nice title. <laughs> I think there's something similar to that. I definitely want it to be unique, like, but it's definitely going to be a story like that. Like, I really want it to be mom relatable, you know, like, I really want the title to be, of course, I like, I do love books for everybody, but I feel like moms are always left in the last running. Like, no, <laughs> we're the forefront. We the one that created humans. We need to yeah. <laughs> so, so you read a lot. What are you reading right now? Um, right now I've been um like supporting a lot of black authors. So, I'm in a group and we kind of do like um everyone's books. So I'm reading Speak to the Spirit um right now, and I'm like, halfway through The Rookie. So I'm like ping ponging back and forth between a couple books right now. <laughs> Oh, okay. Are they are they more like um, you know, are they comedies or the mysteries or more like a deep kind of novel? Well, yeah, one is one is kind of a deep novel. That's what that's the one I'm halfway through. That's why it's taking me a little bit. Yeah, like poetry. So that okay. one I was able to breeze through a little bit because it's you know like it's relatable. You know, like a couple of pages of poetry, like it's different poems. Come, you know, combine into one book, but it's right. more relatable to keep going. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love poetry. Like, poetry's like, I mean, I love writing, but poetry's like one of my top tier reading. 
like I love to read poetry, so po- I really resonated with it. Oh, that's good. I, I, I'm like the opposite with poetry. It's like I don't understand it. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> it took, I, I remember in high school listening to like um, the poem Annabelle Lee, and I was like, this is really beautiful. And then the teacher's like, it's about like necrophilia, and I'm like, oh, oh, okay, that's gross. <laughs> needless to say I don't really you know but I know like a lot of people it resonates with them so much and it's like music you know exactly like it except it's poems and (laughs) that's what it reminds me of and music is one thing that's healing for me so maybe that's why poetry is like because I I definitely agree with you on that poetry definitely reminds me of music maybe that's why I'm just like singing it in my head instead of reading it sometimes like oh yeah rhythm like oh okay I'm reading I'm reading yeah and I I love music too but like the same thing I don't get the songs like people be you know what that song's about and I'm like oh yeah it's about you know the fun you know friends having a party no that's not what it is and they'll tell me they'll tell me what it is and I'm like oh my god I can't believe I sang that in front of my mother you know (laughs) (laughs) no you're absolutely right about that too they definitely throw a lot of um wrenches in the music so I try to keep my kids' ears protected as much as possible. Like, nope, we don't, we're not listening to that. We're listening to gospel everywhere we go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and my husband be like, that's, you shouldn't be singing that in front of your, like, five-year-old nephew. Just stop that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I didn't realize that's what it was about. Oh, God. So if you could only read one book for the rest of your life, what would it be? Um, the book that started it all for me was Rich Dad Poor Dad. So that's kind of where my inspiration—that's kind of where the inspiration came from in the name. Because a lot of my books are trying to transform your thinking. You know, like if you, and Neapolitan Hills too. Like if you could think rich, you could get rich. You know, right. like that's really a manifestation of your thoughts. So. That's one of the things, that's why I go by Enrich Mom, because it's like, knowledge is really the power, like, but it's like, we get so sidetracked with parenting that it's like, even a, a, a good 15 to 20 minute read feels good as a parent, like, it feels like you just went somewhere else, so it's like, I feel that the books that I'm writing could really, like, enhance a lot of people's lives like mentally not just physically you know like mentally emotionally spiritually because there's a whole package that comes with elevation it's not just think it you know because you really have to be intact spiritually intact emotionally and it's really hard to I would say emotionally is the hardest one to control. So, yeah, absolutely. It's very hard to to do everything at once. You know, do all those things and just be cognizant of, you know, how you're reacting to people and how, you, just just in your everyday life. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I actually have that book on my shelf. <laughs> it's funny <laughs> you should say that. It's uh, I I thought it was really good. I think he broke things down very easily for people. You yes. know, and then and then I gave it to my husband. And he was like, "Well, this is you know, it was kind of beneath him because you know, 
He's like, oh, I've been studying the stock market for 20 years. This is not the end. <laughs> I'm like, I thought it was very informative. Okay, yeah. never mind. <laughs> yeah, so my thing is like the breakdown of the breakdown. Like for me, it's easy because I'm, I enjoy reading and I like writing. But for some people, like when if you tell them to read a book, they're like, yeah, no, I could hold about a goat's memory. So <laughs> something a little less broke down. So well, like, some people oh, don't oh. like to read, you know, it's, it's crazy. I, I think it's something like, I, I want to say the statistic was something like 50% of people never read once they leave like high school or college. It's like, that's crazy. Right. You know? That is crazy. Uh, but, so where can everybody find your books? Well, I have, um, I have them posted on Linktree. I'm on Etsy, eBooks by Rich Mom. The um um I have them on Gumroad and richmom1.gumroad.com mm-hmm. and all my links are actually my link tree and all my social handles are in richmom1 so once you go on my social handles I have all my the link for link tree which has the Etsy store the MAB ebook gallery which stands for mom abundantly blessing mm-hmm. and um a couple of other things that I have going on in the link tree as well Oh, good. All right. I'll put all that stuff in the show notes so, you know, people can find it if they didn't, you know, write that down quickly. Um, and uh, they'll be able to find you and check out the books and get educated. Yes. Stuff we all need to be everybody. educated. Reading is for everybody. And you're, when you said that, it was like, that's one thing that hit me too. Because I'm like, I think everybody should be reading. Even if it's a, if you could read a book in 10 minutes, like you actually feel a little bit better about yourself. So yeah. Yeah, and you and if you come with something, take away something from it, you know, even if it's just one one little thing, I I, I try to learn one new thing every day, you know, yeah. even if it's if it's a tiny little thing, like oh hey oh now I know why it's called a Phillips head screwdriver, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> everything counts. <laughs> silly, silly stuff, you know. Oh well, I it was wonderful talking to you. Well, have a wonderful evening. You too. Thank uh, you. Enjoy yeah. your night. Thanks for joining me on this week's episode of Bookshelf Banter with author Shantae, also known as In Rich Mom. Be sure to check out the show notes so you can get a hold of her books and check them out. And also follow her, make sure you follow her on social media. Those are also in the show notes. Join me next week when I have author Autumn Bardell on. Until then, have a great week.